for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Kelly Cook, who is the Chief Marketing and IT Officer at David's Bridal. Now, they say we're at the brink of a wedding boom, so I wanted to ask Kelly how David's Bridal has prepared for it. Plus, I'm curious how more than a year without events has impacted the business. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, Jill. Nice to be here. Wow, that is an awesome, awesome question. So here's what I will tell you. Yes. Uh, Snowmageddon, hurricanes, COVID, murder hornets, nothing can cancel love. I'm just telling you, it cannot be done, um, which is an exciting time for our business, obviously. Um, it's pretty interesting. We're expecting about a 25 to 40% increase in weddings in 2021. So she's definitely in love and ready to go. And we're just having a, an awesome time just serving her, no matter who she is or what she wants. Is her approach to her wedding different? Are we going to see smaller weddings? Are we going to see uh, big blowout weddings? Because yes, everybody's ready to party. Uh, what are you anticipating? Oh, that's, it is. So it's a little bit of everything, Jill, which is amazing. So last year when COVID hit, about 10% of the brides just canceled their wedding. They were just like over and done and sort of really just sort of concerned about the whole thing. And out of the remaining 90%, about half of them already moved their weddings into this year from last year. And then the other remaining half moved their weddings into the fall of last year, which was 2020. And what was interesting is as 20, as COVID sort of didn't wrap up and vaccines didn't track fast and all those other things, the girls that had moved their weddings to the end of last year started moving their weddings to this year. So our newly engaged brides that got engaged during, you know, Christmas to Valentine's this year are like, Oh, I'm engaged and I have no place to get married. <laughs> because last year, COVID's bride sort of sucked up all the capacity. And we, we do about, um, we do business with about 6,000 venues at David's Bridal through our partnership and acquisition of Rustic Wedding Chic. They're telling us 90% booked between April and October of this year on a Saturday. So when it comes to the weddings themselves, just to answer your question, they are getting so creative, which is super fun. So, my son, Derek, proposed his girlfriend, Miranda. They're getting married on a Friday night in December of this year. Because oh, that's wow. all they could find. Yeah. Um, there's still mini monies, although they're softening up a little bit. They're doing celebration monies, which is the last year's mini money is now doing a celebration this year. And what's even more fun is we started to see our maternity gown business pump. And, and jump in the last two months. It's last year's mini monies that got married who wanted a celebration this year. And now they're mommies, like they're becoming mommies, but they still wanted to have their celebration. So that's Good what I'm her. saying. You, you can't stop love, can't stop the celebration. So yeah, there's a little bit all around. I mean, we're seeing a jump in weddings over 250 guests. Now that vaccines are out, thus, you know, the country's opening up. It's just a really, really fun time to be in our business. Oh my gosh. Did you have things like, oh, this is so random, but a bridal, were there masks? Were people wearing a mask to their wedding? Oh, oh, honey. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we, really? So, yeah. So right after COVID hit, our merchants are so good. They went out and we produced about 70,000 masks in all colors. So not just whites and lace and beads and golds and studs, but we made them to match each of our bridesmaids colors that were the most popular colors. We sold out and had to place another order because they were walking down the aisles because that was some of them, that was the only way they could have their wedding. And even if at the mini monies and the backyard monies, which are like, 
you know, 20 people or less, they were all wearing masks. It was the only way they could do it. So yeah, the mask business really took off. And then we donated some to folks that needed them just to help other communities out. But yeah, they definitely did that. And they color coordinated them. They styled them. It became a fashion statement, you know, of the wedding. So it was really fun. Yeah. For sure. What were you finding about uh, shopping behavior? Obviously, they weren't going to the store. They weren't getting that, I guess, boutique experience with a with a stylist in-house. Was everybody online? Were people even, yeah, that, I guess, shopping more so maybe in advance just because people are bored at home? What was the behavior like? Oh, yeah. So, so three major shifts all at one time, Jill. And I will tell you, it's it's really quite amazing because Yes, we're in a great business and we've turned David's Bridal around and we've modernized and digitized our company. But I don't think we would have been able to do any of that if we had not had a culture here of serving her or serving somebody who is and being relentless about solving problems. Like those two things together helped us because what happened was, you know, we had to furlough 10,000 people and we had to shut down all our stores. We had to pivot completely to an e-com only business, which made us an essential retailer. That enabled all of our stylists and our managers to go back in the stores, even though we couldn't serve customers. So within a two-week period, we implemented curbside pickup. We implemented virtual stylists. So your comment about how do you give her that rich experience, that was our biggest challenge. How the heck do we give her all of the emotion and the love and the excitement and the beauty and the laughter and the tears, all that stuff that happens in a, an appointment when you find a dress, how the heck are we going to do that when she's sitting in her living room, right? So we implemented virtual stylus. The, the third thing we implemented is augmented reality. We, we had to figure out a way to get the dress to her, right? Because that's part of the love as she sees the gown, feels the gown. So we partnered with a company called Vertebrae and we implemented augmented reality on our top wedding dress style. So she could actually take her phone, go to the dress on the website, hit AR and render the gown directly into her living room. And what was amazing about that is that the photogrammetry process was so detailed that you, Jill, you actually could feel like you could touch the beads and it wasn't just a flat image she could actually walk around the rendered dress in her living room. It was a completely VR experience. And we thought at the time, you know, oh, this will be a COVID solution, right? It, it ended up not being it. She loves it so much. We've expanded it into 300 SKUs instead of the 150 we had before and expanded it into shoes and accessories. So we were able to pivot pretty quickly. We started selling wedding gowns just through emojis on Zoe, our automated concierge. I mean, we sold a million dollars of gowns just through text. Can you believe that? It was just so fun, you know? And uh, so tremendous work by the team, uh, uh, just a fierce, relentless approach to serving her and figuring out and pivoting just about every part of her business. Yes. We're sales impacted because I know, of course, you don't only do bridal gowns, but I know that, you know, shopping in advance is the norm. Or did people continue to shop and just plan as usual? Yeah, it was interesting. The planning, the planning call out you just had is probably the biggest change because for years and years and years, you know, the, the business had a sort of, um, had history that would suggest that she gets engaged, 
Um, you know, two months later, she gets an appointment. One month later, she's finding her bridesmaids. And seven months later, she's getting married, which is this very elongated nine, 10, 11 month process. That blew up. A hand grenade got thrown in that completely. And what's interesting is I don't know if it's a cultural shift because we were all at home for six or seven months, but the planning process, which has shrunk, hasn't expanded back to where it was. So right now, just to give you an example, with all of the appointments that we have in our stores right now today, as an example, about half of them are getting married in 90 days. That never would have happened before. And I think it's probably, again, because we were stuck at home and now everything's faster, like we Uber eats our food. We, you know, do curbside pickup for our groceries. We're not going to the grocery store as much. But I also think it's because we have 300,000 gowns and we have gowns available because we own our end-to-end supply chain. So I think it was just sort of serendipitous all the way around for us. We actually thrived very, very much during COVID. Yes. What were you finding in terms of, I guess, clinching the sale? Was it about those that tried that AR experience they're more likely to make a purchase or maybe did you try anything like a try on uh, at home type of a, a model? Uh, yeah. What was working? So we did. So we tried on, we, we launched a try on at home test and we're still running the test because it's, it is working. It's operationally a little different than what we've done before. You know, it pulls gowns out of inventory and then we have to clean them and, 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 um, disinfect and all of those things. Uh, but I see us probably rolling that out at some point in the near future because it is working. Um, we also, as I mentioned, we had virtual stylists that's continuing to work and we've expanded that across all of our stores. And for example, you can choose a virtual stylist in their, in your closest store, for example, versus just, you know, randomly getting one suggested to you. Uh, but more importantly, I think the biggest change that we did that impacted our business uh, was our diamond program, diamond loyalty. And it's so funny, Jill, because I remember when we launched that people were, you know, there was a lot of press about it. It got a lot of attention and people were saying, wait a minute, why does a bridal retailer need a loyalty program? What do you think they're going to get married 12 times? You know, you know I thought that. All- yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know, um, but that's what's so fun about it. It's not, a, it's not a loyalty program actually for the number of times you get married. It's a loyalty program around everybody at your wedding. So the, the, the basic premise is you get a free honeymoon when you earn 5,000 points and you earn 5,000 points because everybody can crowdsource their purchases for their wedding, but you get the benefit. The bride gets the points, nice. right? So yes. yeah, so she buys a gown, gets the points. Her mom buys a gown. She, the bride gets the points. The mother-in-law buys a gown. The bride gets the points. The bridesmaids give her the points. And we have had, we launched it in December 8th of last year and have had 55 people aren't enough for a free honeymoon. So think about that. You have to have enrolled and had your wedding in seven months. So that goes back to my earlier comment is that things are shrinking from a timing perspective, right? Yes. Um, our, our number for our first honeymoon winner, this is so funny and you're going to think I'm lying. I promise I'm not. Our first honeymoon winner, her last name was McBride. She had bride in her name. I'm like, somebody is faking this. I want to check the data integrity. This is not true. 
but yeah, her last name was McBride. She had 23 bridesmaids. And I think that she's from a sorority in LSU because her colors, her bridesmaids colors were a combination of, of purple and gold. So, uh, but, a, but a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, tell me, you mentioned, I would think that you get points from shopping through all your partners. You mentioned a venue partner. I know uh, Black Tux is a new partner. Uh, tell me about this kind of network you're building. Yes, we, yeah, that's the the main thing. I mean, it, it stems from a very, very simple notion. She gets engaged and she's very excited, right? For about five minutes. And then the stress of the planning of a wedding hits. Just like my son said, he goes, I want a marriage. I just don't want a wedding. Like my, my son is like very anti-stress when it comes to that. So our, everything we do around serving her is how do we de-stress? How do we not have her overwhelmed? How do we bring a sense of calm to this process for her? So one of the things that we're doing is that every step of this journey we are partnering with people that make the process easier. So an example of that is we found out through our research that 70% of the brides were getting some sort of tan for their wedding, spray tans, you know, tanning solutions. So we partnered with a tanning company to give her options and discounts on whatever she needs from a tanning perspective. Uh, we just launched a deal with WW, which was formerly Weight Watchers. Why? Because 85% of the brides said, yeah, I want to come down off of that COVID-20 before I get married. Mine's sure. more like COVID-30, COVID but there you go. <laughs> So that's how we're doing it, Jill. We go through each point of the journey and we partner with somebody that helps to serve her. And that's the intent behind it. Okay, great. Is somebody dedicated to like expanding these partnerships and the plan is to expand that? Yeah, it is. So we acquired Rustic Wedding Chic last year. Um, and with that acquisition, we brought in Maggie Lord, who has lived in the wedding space for 12 years uh, and she runs that division for us. And it was, it was her idea, you know, when we were again looking at how short of stress and overwhelmed they are, they actually wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats because they're worried about this thing or that thing. And, um, so two other things that we launched, we launched the first ever YouTube live 24 seven, 365 channel of nothing but wedding videos. And you don't even have to know these people on the video and you're sitting there watching it going, Oh, Oh, you know, your gosh. heart's, your heart's filled with love, like, and, and our brand values are celebrate, you know, celebrating kindness and, and, um, and that's uh, a lot of fun there. And then the second thing that we did is that, um, with her idea when it came to serving her was making sure that we had a partner at each step of the journey. And that's what, you know, Maggie brought to the table. So she's a, she's a tremendous force and we're happy to have her. Yeah. You mentioned YouTube. I would also think that Pinterest was a big focus for you guys. Tell me what channels you're focused on. Oh my gosh. Let me, I'll just give you a little trivia question. So we have very, very good partnerships with Pinterest. What do you think the starting age of uh, creating a wedding pin board is? You're not going to believe it. Oh, stop. It's crazy. 12. It's crazy. <laughs> Eight. Oh, Eight. Wow. I 
couldn't even spell Pinterest when I was eight, probably. And I was probably chasing boys around with a stick with a bug on it. And when I was eight, like I wasn't even thinking about them back then. But our oh friends at Pinterest, it's like, you're not going to believe this, guys, but we've got girls at eight and nine creating Pinterest boards for their wedding. Uh, yeah, so Pinterest is really, really big for us. The other thing that's exploding right now for us is TikTok. And it's okay. not an ad-based strategy. It's a completely micro-influencer strategy. Um, Sam, a girl on our team, runs all of our micro-influencers, and it's just exploding. And what's so, what I love so much about that, so much, is we partner with the right micro-influencer, and we give her the product, and all of the content is in her own voice, with her own words, and her own style, and... I love it. One of the girls that, that we partnered with that did a little white dress for us, she's, you know, she's sitting on the floor of her closet, you know, and she's opening up and she goes, look what David sent me. She goes, oh my God, girl, don't look at my hair. I'm a hot mess. But anyway, let me tell you about my shoes. I love it because it's so authentic and real and it's so representative of who we are as a brand. You know, I don't even hire models anymore. I stopped that a year ago. I only use employees, employees, friends, and family. So any marketing you see from us either has employees, friends, and family or micro-influencers. That's it. No models. I don't hire any models. Oh my gosh. How great. I mean, that's a nice gift if gifting these influencers a wedding gown. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they like that part for sure. <laughs> for sure. So um, I would think, again, I would think uh, Instagram because it's so clean and pretty, but TikTok, anyway, very exciting. Do you think you'll be yeah. investing in TikTok soon or raw, authentic, organic is the better bet? Yeah, it's really, it is organic, but TikTok's also smart and they, you know, they, they secure you an ad buy every time you do a micro influencer. So there's obviously those things go hand in hand. But it's TikTok, IG Reels are probably the second thing that performs the best from us from a video content perspective. And then from a static content, Pinterest is the winner by far. I mean, that is our number one referring site to our website right now is Pinterest for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, how many stores do you have now and any plans there in terms of changing that strategy? Yeah, yeah. So good question. We have 308 stores across United States, Mexico, Canada, and UK. And we have, uh, you know, desires to open up a few more this year, next year. But I think the other thing we're doing is we're playing with the integration of bricks and clicks in store. And what does sort of, uh, I say the store of the future, but it's really store of the now. You know, we're looking at putting those AR solutions inside of a store. We're looking at adding virtual reality inside of stores so we can actually give her an immersive endless aisle experience versus just adding more SKUs to the store footprint. Um, so we're playing around with a lot of that. We'll have mobile point of sale. I mean, there's some things of that nature that we're doing, but you know, the, the, the power of our store is the stylist, you know, and the alterations artisans that we have there and, and making everyone feel absolutely stunning and beautiful in whatever they're wearing. And that will never be a bot doing that, right? That is the humanity of our brand. And the humanity of our brand, I think, is really, really special. I think the trend is that people are going to want more human interaction and more want to see more humanity in brands because we are becoming so digital in how we live our lives, you know. Um, we're seeing more, more brides show up with seven bridesmaids and, you know, 12 bridesmaids because they, they long to have that physical camaraderie again. Well, 
I'm thinking of shifts, pandemic forced shifts. When we talk to fashion, high fashion brands about, um, you know, the move from, I guess, a trade show to a digital, um, a digital trade show, and they're working with New Order and the Jours. Did you do what did David's Bridal do those any sort of are you out there in these bridal shows? Is that something that's going to continue on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we launched visual, uh, virtual bridal shows during COVID of last year. We just launched two weeks ago a virtual fashion show that we gave the press a, pre- a sneak peek, which went phenomenally well. And it was actually kind of a fun experience, Jill, because it allowed us to tell our story in a beautiful, unique virtual video way versus being at a bridal show and having a standard booth and people coming by. Don't get me wrong, those still work in, in certain situations. Uh, but doing a digital virtual fashion show was even more spectacular because we could bring the brand to life in a way that you simply can't do in a bridal show, right? With music and fun and excitement and energy. And, um, and the, the response has been phenomenal. Yes. Has one of the challenges with, I guess, wrangling back everybody back to the store, what was your employee, store employee ready to come back? Was that a challenge for you? Like we're hearing kind of across the board to, to hire for retail right now. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, the, I think they're calling it the, the year of the resignation, right. Yeah. Or our rage quitting or whatever you want to call it. When we opened our stores back last year, there was no issues. We were able to to completely ring back all of our employees who we had furloughed with our um, when we had to close our stores. But in the last, you know, probably four to five months, we're definitely seeing some of the same, you know, retention challenges that some of our other partners in retail are facing. Um, and it's definitely changing the way we're thinking about our business and how we serve her from you know, pay, pay per hours to commissions versus non-commission. We're looking at all of that so we can stay competitive and hire the best talent we can to serve her. Yes. Are you at your yeah. office right now? Are you going back to your I office? Am. <laughs> I am in my office. I am in my office and we're, you know, we're probably going to end up with a hybrid, you know, type of approach, um, which makes sense for us. But yeah, I, I'm here and I'm loving it. I am in sunny Philadelphia right now. Nice. <laughs> I know. You mentioned one of the influencers um, wearing or uh, showcasing your white dress collection. Tell me, what is that? I think that's newer, yeah? Yeah. So I was going to share with you a little bit about that. So one of the other things that we found last year was that the styles and trends started to change, right? Um, there was a casualization of the wedding in general, uh, but it wasn't necessarily all casualized. So for an example, we still had girls getting married in a mini money and wanting the big ball gown or getting married in a big ceremony and a little white dress with a, you know, a 20 foot veil and high heels. Like I think the, the fun part was really the, the, you know, the only rule the bride has is to break them. She really can do anything she wants. Right. We had, you know, we had two women who got married that wore our white suits we had a guy that won our one of our honeymoons. He was our seventh honeymoon winner who wore a bridal gown and all of his male bridesmaids all wore bridal gowns. So they all wore white, stunning and gorgeous. So really, the, they, you know, the only rule is to break them. We have, you know, they're buying beaded jumpsuits, Jill. Um, they're getting married in navy blue suits. One of our, and I bought one of these myself because it's such a stunner. It's a beaded strapped crop top that you wear with a tulle skirt 
And they're wearing it with heels in the wedding. They're wearing it with our beaded sneaker for the reception. And then afterwards on the honeymoon, they're taking the beaded top off and putting a Rolling Stones vintage tee with it. And off they go. And I think, I think the, um, the fun part about the fashion side of our business is that between our alterations artisans who can take anything and turn it into anything else. So you've got, you know, sustainable wear, you can re, you know, rebeautify it. Um, our products in general can go from, you know, event to date night or girls night out or Kentucky Derby or whatever it is. I mean, our mantra internally is, you know, we're for anyone who wants to make the world their runway. Like we, we, we got your back. We can pretty much own every dress in your closet for her. Yes. Tell me about that. What percentage of your sales right now or your dress sales maybe are, are for the bride, for the ceremony is that I'm sure that's still core, but, um, is it, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, our business is probably, you know, slightly less than half as bridal. Um, but we've got homecoming and prom and occasion and mother, the bride and groom communion dresses, graduation dresses. I mean, our white sort of, uh, more modern cut bridal gowns double for graduation gowns in May. I remember last year, me and Jim and Nancy, Jim's our CEO and Nancy's our chief merchant. We were in our New York store and these moms and daughters were coming in one after another for, you know, graduation dresses because their schools were making them wear white. And I'm like, that's amazing that we have the gowns and the silhouettes and the price points to serve her. So then we implemented a much bigger graduation strategy this year. Nice. Well, other consumer habits that are changing, um, did, I guess we talk a lot about the conscious consumer, but also um, the more frugal shopper. Is this having an impact on your business? Maybe, um, you know, you're wearing it once. It is your wedding. But are people maybe thinking twice before they <laughs> they drop a big spend on that? Yeah. I mean, so I think it's it's a little bit of all of that. I mean, our, our AUR per bridal gown has actually gone up since last year, right? Wow. So, yeah. So from that perspective, it's going really well. And we introduced Galena Signature, which is our beautiful, gorgeous, sexy, sultry, oh my gosh, collection, which is <laughs> stunning. And it was so successful. We expanded that into bridesmaids and lingerie, which is even more beautiful. That was a fun photo shoot. I'm like, okay, that's the only shoot I can't have a mo- my employee in is lingerie. That I'm going to have to hire a model. <laughs> Can you imagine on your performance review? I see you are a model for lingerie. Like, no, 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 no. I had that. I, I do asterisk one comment I made earlier in the podcast. Yes, I did hire a model for that one. Um, but yeah, we did see, we did see that, you know, early on in COVID that budgets were a concern, both for the bridal, the bride and the bridesmaids. So we introduced the little white dress collection. Um, we did inter- introduce some sort of, uh, softer price points with, you know, less maybe, you know, the quality was still there, but maybe it had less bells and whistles or intricacies on it. Uh, but even with all that, the AUR has gone up. So I think that we're serving her in a good way, but, the other thing too, Jill, is with Diamond, you you automatically qualify for discounts on every single purchase when you're a member. So she's using that, you know, to get additional value. Like our number three winner that we had, every transaction she had had a, a Diamond coupon on it. So they're very, they're very savvy, and that's what the program's about. You know, serving her and giving her a good, you know, a good deal for boutique quality. 
Yes. Well, you can get a high, I guess, lifetime value in a short amount of time. Anyway, too, I guess um, you've acquired that customer after the wedding. Are you doing anything with her? Are you able to offer her anything? Oh, that's such a good question. You're the first person that's ever asked me that. So good job, Jill. Hey, good. Um, <laughs> yes. We did a test. So that was one of the things I saw when I first got here. You know, we we had done such a good job serving brides. But after that, we really weren't doing anything with her. And guess what? We know what her anniversary date is every year, nice. right? Because we yes. have her wedding date. <laughs> and so we tested uh, an anniversary gown program for date night for anniversary uh, night out with your significant other. And, and it was incredibly successful. And so we're going to continue to do that with Diamond now. We're giving you some some post-wedding fun things in email, like come in and grab a pair of shoes for your, you know, next night out. So um, the I think the power of the data that we're gathering and the insights that we're gathering is, I you know, seriously, is is absolutely transforming our business because up until the time we had Diamond, we managed our businesses and averages. You know, for example, the average weather in the United States today is 72 and sunny, but Florida is 110 and Alaska is 50, right? And so really getting in and understanding the actual truth of our business and what's like, no, but here's an example, Jill, our number two honeymoon winner, our second one yes. is not, is not a bride. Who is she? <laughs> she is, she's somebody that lives in Colorado. She loves David's bridal and she's a retail shopper. That's all she does is buy. She spent $60,000 with us. And three years, right? So we never would have known that, you know, and it allows us to really, now that we know that, how can we serve her in better ways? Because now we know she's out there. We never would have seen her or known that if we hadn't had the program to really ground our data in a way that allows us to gather insights and serve her in a better ways. Yeah, that's so interesting. Well, you mentioned some of the um, trends that are selling and the multiple looks. Um, I have to ask because uh, my brother's wedding in Vegas, let me say, I wore a uh, Vera Wang for David's bridal uh, bridesmaid's gown. And, you know, the bride was very excited about that. Are, are those designer collabs very, still like trending? Is that something oh, you guys still want to be a part of? You have to send me a picture. I would love to see you in that. We'll put it on social media for you. Um, yeah, I think our strategy is really pivoting to what we call sort of capsule collections, Jill, and celeb collabs like that. Um, you know, I don't know if we actually need a big designer collab like we had with Vera unless a, a, a capsule turns into that, right? Yeah. But our Galena signature collection with a sexy, sultry look is outperforming anything that we actually had with Vera before. And, um, and I kind of like the, the capsule sort of approach because it's, you know, it allows us to do something fun and unique all the time, right? You know, the Sam, the girl I was telling you that runs micro influencers for us, um, she's about to launch a little tiny capsule with a micro influencer that she's got. And it's just something small like sweatshirts that say, you know, Hello Beautiful on them, which is our signature line. Uh, but I like that kind of thinking and you, you know, it's, it's sort of scrappy and quick and you kind of learn, but if it blows up, we start selling it. And I think Nancy, our head mar- merchant loves to have that kind of playground of testing that she can have to garner insights to see, you know, what we want to put in the assortment when it comes to those kinds of things. For sure. 
Well, I have to ask last question. Ben, our uh-huh. podcast producer who's on, on this uh, <laughs> recording. I'm in trouble. He has I'm a in theory. <laughs> he has a theory. He thinks it's going to be wild when, when you know, brides are going to be fighting for venues. He thinks that there should be a reality show called, like, Bride Fights, and they, whoever wins the fight gets to have the venue. <laughs> Sorry, oh Ben. God. Ben, that is so freaking funny. Oh my God. I love that. Is this this no, competitive? I, I, is it like, is it all out craziness? I wouldn't say I, that's such a funny idea. Um, I wouldn't say it's like, you know, scrabble on the ground fighting and pulling hair or anything like that. I would tell you that brides are turning it into a fun opportunity, right? Uh, we've heard of brides uh, renting out baseball fields and getting married in a baseball field, as an example. Uh, high school gymnasiums, like so they're fun. they're thinking through and having a lot of fun. And it all goes back again to individuality. I mean, they're, they're, they can express themselves in their own way. You know, we have black bridal gowns that are now in our assortment, Jill. Like black, like that's what I mean. And it doesn't look like it belongs in a Tim Burton movie either. Like it, it's really, really beautiful. It doesn't belong at, you know, um, Nightmare Before Christmas or anything. It's beautiful gowns, laced, gorgeous, beautiful gowns. And I love the fact that brides are expressing themselves in their own way. I just think that is so fun. A black, it, it's kind of chic, right? It's kind of yes. cool. It's so, so cool. Anyway, so a lot, lot of fun going on in the business. Yes, it seems like you guys have been like rolling with the punches. Would you say this this whole year it's kind of, um, kind of survival of the fittest? Maybe those those uh, companies that you do need to wait seven weeks for, seven months, God, for for a fitting or what have you. Anyway, is everyone evolving or are you just seeing um, kind of the crumbling of those that are still stuck in those traditional ways? That, you know, that's a good question. I mean, we don't, we don't spend a ton of time like in our competitor's sandbox because we just want to do our thing and serve her and focus on her. You know, I, I think some of our friends out there in our industry are probably having more supply chain challenges than we are because we own our end to end supply chain. And because we own it, we can pivot to trends. I mean, the example I gave you earlier on Little White Dress Jewel. That went from I did a store in six weeks. Like we, we were able to create and get it here in six weeks. And that's how good our, you know, our merchants are. They are so focused on that and expanding our assortment and chasing where we need to. But I, I'm sure our friends out there in our industry are probably feeling a little bit of pain, you know, when it comes to that. But we have the capacity. We've got the store footprint. We've got the inventory. We've got the tools. And there's pretty, there's pretty much not a bride out there that we can't serve. Yes. Any, uh, I keep saying last question, any fun anecdotes about, <laughs> about, um, got like you, a bride needs her dress. Obviously there were those shipping delays and all of that. Um, Oh, I'll <laughs> tell you a fun one. I'll yeah. give you a really, really good fun one. So a girl moved into a new city by herself, right? So she downloads the Bumble BFF app because she's trying to find friends and it's a way to swipe left and right and find friends. So she finds a friend who had, this was on a Wednesday night, who is happens to get married. She was happen, happening to get married on that following Saturday, but she was short one bridesmaid. 
She asked the girl, will you be my bridesmaid? The girl goes, yes. She goes, go to David's bridal tomorrow. Get your bridesmaid's gown in this color. And she was in her wedding. It got 3 million views, Jill. And that story was covered on every continent on the planet. Every continent covered it. Oh, Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Yeah. But that's not even the best one. The best one was the TikToker guy who broke up with his wife and had to sell the bridal gown. And he did a TikTok because the girl, he he showed it on the text on TikTok. It's so funny. The girl goes, well, can I, can you, can you have somebody try it on so I can see what it looks like? And he goes, Sure, I will. And he tries it on and sends it to her. She did not buy the dress for him. But Newsweek covered the story. It was so funny. We had so much fun with that. I meet amazing press. Hey, hey. (laughs) Hey, hey. All of it's good. Good for you. You We hit Jimmy Fallon when we launched Little White Dress. So you know you've arrived when you hit Fallon. (laughs) True story. That's awesome. Well, congrats on an awesome year. And yeah, rolling with the punches. (laughs) You have to. Right on. Well, Kelly, thanks for being here. Thanks, Jill. Had fun. Bye, Ben. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with someone else you think would. Thanks for listening to the Glossy Podcast.